Good morning, my brothers and sisters. On this, our 45th episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I'm one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, coming at you live from Summersville, West Virginia, Lucas Ham Swisher. And with me also, the judge, the jury, the executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Novosel. Yo. And also with us, the volleyball and beast of the East who can make you laugh in three words or less, Ronnie Johantis. Mmm, tasty. And our final member of the GMG Quadfecta, the man with music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain, and La Coretta in his El Estomago, Mark Boucher. I'm just so glad that I bought this huge bulk supply of tissues from Sam's Club the other day. So, Ronnie, you can totally have them. I don't believe What, what does that mean? How many did you buy? <laughs> Is that a crate of tissues? Yes. A skid? Like, like, it's a pallet. A skid of like 48. <laughs> it's a whole pallet. A skid? It's a whole pallet, yeah. <laughs> the whole pallet delivered of it tissues. Via forklift. Literally, literally had to rent a forklift and, and, and get that to my house because you just never know. So, All right, honey, we're getting a U-Haul. It's going to cost us $300 to rent this, but we need these tissues. But we are going to save $50. No, how Ronnie can blow his nose using your tissues. Does he just like shove his nose to the microphone and blow out and you will hold the tissues up? Listen, a friend in need deserves puffs indeed. So just saying. Amen. Oh, man. Amen. (laughs) Folks, if this is your first time joining us on this fine, snotty podcast... Welcome. We are so glad you came. Don't worry. What Ronnie has is not contagious. It's gross, but not contagious. It is contagious, just not virtually. Not virtually contagious. So you listening right now, you're going to be fine. We, on the other hand, we're not sure about that. But if it's not your first time joining us, welcome back. Thank you so much. Uh, You have weathered some of the greatest storms in podcast history with us, and it continues on. As I made these guys wait an extra 40 minutes trying to figure out how to use the internet in this fine church chapel campground that I'm at right now in southern West Virginia. It is, uh, it is quite the adventure that I've been on. But before we get into that, I don't want to hog all the fun. We're going to jump right into what's new news, and we're going to have our sick friend Ronnie start us out. Awesome. Ronnie, what's up, man? Well, um, I have been sick. I woke up last Tuesday with a sore throat. Mm. And so far that has transitioned from sore throat to congestion to continued congestion until now. Oh, my. Um, so I'm just really stopped up. Uh, unfortunately, it, it, the, the congestion comes with, like, everything else. Like, when I when I get congested, like, I get headaches, like, a lot uh, just from blowing my nose, like, uh, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So I'm not feeling great. That's for sure. We know um, you don't really sound that bad. I think you sound pretty good. Like when I was sick a couple of weeks ago, I sounded like a uh, shaft, but not a good version, like a dying version of shaft. Like white that shaft. That is good. Every time, 
Every time I'm yeah. not talking, I'm doing like this. And uh, yes, Patrick's <laughs> going to love to edit edit that out. Or well, I have been I have been working out. the mute button here so that everybody can't hear all of it because uh, it's pretty gross. But uh, other than being sick, uh, I still carried on uh, with the week. So uh, this past week, I watched another episode of Firefly. I think I'm up to ten. So I got like four episodes nice. left. Um, I may be up to eleven uh, now. I'm not not too terribly sure, but uh, still really liking that show. Uh, I'm hoping to get through with that. I did. Um, you guys will be happy to know that I talked with uh, my girlfriend about my Marvel movie commitment, and mm. she wants to go through and watch all of them in order. Yes, yes. more accountability. We got some accountability. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So she really wants to do that. Which drastically increases the likelihood of me actually doing it, uh, if I am just How, by, by myself. By what per, by what percentage would that mm. be an increase of? So me by myself, there's probably, I'd say maybe thirty two percent likelihood out of a hundred that I would have done it, even with six months to go. Uh, likelihood still not great, and now that she's a part of it, uh, probably like thirty seven percent. Wow, that's uh. We've, I mean, we're, we, yeah, we're really knocking the door down here now. Uh, no, but uh, it pro- we probably will do it. We watch a lot of movies and shows and stuff. So Now, does she also know about your commitment to watch Superman that no, you have not watched for 39 straight weeks? No, I haven't mentioned that yet. Oh, we need to remedy that. Maybe send her a little message. You guys are going to have to find a way. You're going to have to find a way to get a hold of her because I'm not about to mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, no, she she is uh, she is actually aware of the Superman thing, but I don't really think she wants to watch Superman that much. So that's oh, really that's not good. It's not, not good for the cause. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But other than that, I did uh, I did play volleyball this weekend on Friday and Sunday. Uh, I played the volleyball tournament. It was our league tournaments for Sunday, and I had two of them, and lost the first one pretty miserably. And then won the second one, so did pretty good. Uh, but other than that, I've been kind of trying to just kind of take it easy. Like being sick just sucks. So I've been like napping yeah, a lot. Yeah, it does. Uh, I I actually was sleeping, and I set an alarm for tonight. <laughs> I was already asleep, so I set an alarm for like nine thirty to get up and uh, get ready to do the podcast. Well, thanks for being a trooper and sticking with us, even if you want yeah. to punch me in the face. Yeah, I virtually want to punch you in the face. Not in real life, though. <laughs> it's not as bad. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> maybe not punch you in the face. It's like that gif I sent. Just maybe slap you around a few times. <laughs> slap me around a little bit. <laughs> I, I'd accept that. Uh, but no, that, that's pretty much it for my week. I'll let somebody else tell us something good. Yeah. Something less mucus-filled. Mm. How about you, Tissue Boy? What's... uh? What's going downtown in Virginia? <laughs> Tissue boy. <laughs> <laughs> the big tissue salesman of Lynchburg, Virginia. Great. I got another thing to add to my, my nicknames list. Yes. <laughs> you blow it, Mark wipes it. That's ah, awkward. I just imagine like a, like a T crest like on his chest as he's like flying around with like a tissue as his cape. 
<laughs> it actually just is a tissue. It's like one ply tissue. It's a small cape. tissue. It's, it only goes to his like shoulder blades. It doesn't go all the way down his back. I literally like have to tape a tissue to the back of my neck. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. So yeah, this week's just been pretty chill for the most part, other than uh, just visiting my dad um, in the hospital. So it looks like he's kind of progressing. Um, so he's been able to to feed himself. So that's been awesome. Seeing as over the past couple of weeks, he hasn't been able to do that at all. He hasn't been able to move his arms or legs. Period. Um, so that's an improvement, and uh, his his speech has improved. Um, so it's just a matter of continuing the the antibiotics through his system um, to flush out all the infection. Um, mm. Like I mentioned previously, it, that's going to take several weeks to do. Um, and then there's the, the subject of um, bypass surgery. They're, the doctors are recommending it. My family is super about like natural everything. Um, so they're trying to figure out a way to maybe clear the blockage naturally which I don't know if they'll find something effective. I don't know. Um, but, you know, ultimately, that's something that's my dad's choice. I can't really make him do one thing right. or the other. Um, yeah. But hopefully we can figure something out. Um, but uh, he's been he's been doing okay. He's been maintaining, um, which has been really good. Um, last night, so I actually, um, so... I guess to go back a couple of weeks, um, an exciting thing was that my mother-in-law actually got her doctorate degree. Uh, she had to defend her dissertation, which was on um, the role of grandparents in um, basically supporting kids in Christian schools, their grandkids in Christian, Christian schools, excuse me. Um, and that was that was her big dissertation that she had to develop and defend and all that kind of stuff. And so, real quick, Mark, when you say defend, um, did she have to use weapons of any kind, like nunchucks, or she uses her mind? Use... She's. I imagine her with like a sh- with a sword and shield. So she's like a Jedi. Yep. Have at thee. Um. No. <laughs> I have never heard a Jedi say that. <laughs> How about thee? Well, no. I was going back to the that was have a sword thee. reference, not the Jedi. Have part. at thee, you person. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me. Hello there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, she basically has to present her, her findings about the study because she had to do a huge study, interview all sorts of people um, about this whole subject. And she basically had to present her findings to this uh, this committee, this board. And they basically have to ask questions about it to to sort of you know make sure that the findings that the whole the whole of the of the study is is solid to the point where they they can recommend her becoming a doctor um, mm-hmm. and so she did so she is now uh, a doctor of education yeah nice so nice shout she out successfully to- defended grandparents around the world and they are thankful yes. We should give her a superhero. Exactly. Give her. Let's give her a superhero name like Grand 
I don't know. The defender of grandparents. Yes. (laughs) That works. G-Ma's defender. Defend the grand. We just don't make up names on this show. (laughs) It's a good thing we talk about other stuff. That is a good thing. (laughs) That is not my day job. (laughs) All right, have to find a new one. Yeah. So, anyway. Ooh, the geriatric geriatric defender. How about that? I just came up with it. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, Fantastic. So the geriatric defender <laughs> got her good. doctorate. Um, and so shout outs to her for getting that because she's been working on it for a really long time. And all that to say, you know, uh, to kind of celebrate the fact that she got her doctoral degree. Um, she was like, you know what? I'm going to do something that's kind of like a bucket, bucket list thing. And she found out um, from my wife that. Uh, a Christian music singer. Her name is Amy Grant. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some of you may. Classic. Yeah. Some of you Christian may know music. her. Uh, she's basically a one of the pioneers of contemporary Christian music. Um, she's been around for a long time, and she was playing here in Lynchburg. She's probably a grandparent too, so it's she very is appropriate. Definitely a grandparent, actually. She do that. Um, and so. Uh, she was playing here in Lynchburg, and uh, my mother-in-law decided, well, you know what? I'm going to buy all of us tickets. So it was my my father and mother-in-law, my brother and sister-in-law, and then my wife and I. She bought us all tickets to go, and then she bought her and my father-in-law VIP tickets so that she would be able to Ooh. go to the meet-and-greet. Uh, so she was able to meet Amy Grant, which was awesome. Uh, awesome. She was super That's excited cool. about that. And then they got really like super nice seats. Like, you know, like in an old style theater, how like you have those, like not the balcony seats, but like those, those like little, those separate booth type seats in the air. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You mean, uh-huh. you mean like yeah. the one Abraham, you mean like the one Abraham Lincoln was sitting in? Yes. Yes, got nice. it. Only, only a lot less getting shot at. Um, that's 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 a plus. <laughs> um, so yeah, they had the that type of seating because the um, the the theater that we saw her in was um, they had done like a whole bunch of renovations. Like that theater had been around for at least a hundred years, I think, something like that. Um, and so this was very much an old school theater that they had completely, you know. Uh, restored back to its its former state with obviously some modern updating but um it's absolutely be- absolutely beautiful in the place um she did a great job amy grant did um it's amazing how many amy grant songs i knew i was like oh yeah she did sing that oh yeah she sang that one it's kind of <laughs> oh, like yeah you- that one too you're like patrick before with toby mac yeah like I forgot. Like I knew at one point she sang a lot of those songs, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's Amy Grant. That's her. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That, wow, she wrote a lot of hit songs, um, and she actually jumped back and forth between Christian and mainstream uh, music she as did. well. Um, so she's like in all sorts of different realms. She's had all sorts of hit songs, but she did a she did an awesome job. It was a great concert. Um, the funny thing was like. Two minutes before the concert was supposed to start, um, the fire alarm went off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so everybody had to evacuate, which, 
getting into that building and getting seated is not an easy thing because especially like we had balcony seats and so you have to like climb all sorts of different stairs just to get to your seat and so they have fire exits of course but then of course they shut the fire exit so you couldn't go back that way so you had to go back the normal way um so and thankfully it wasn't that long that we were outside it was actually pretty quick they're like nope false alarm you y'all can go back in i'm like okay <laughs> so um the the show started about 20 minutes late um so but uh everything was was okay and taken care of um but it was a great time uh my mother-in-law certainly had a great time with it um on the gaming side of things just apex all apex. <laughs> yeah i had a feeling <laughs> um you know still rocking still, that season two of apex eh? yeah trying to grind out the battle pass as much as possible i'm, I'm loving doing all the challenges um because it makes you it makes you branch out a lot because if you know me at all like i constantly play as the character wraith in the game um i just I love her particular, you know, skill set in terms of her ultimate and her abilities and all that kind of stuff. And I just tend to be good with her. Um, so I stick, I stick to with, stick with what I'm good with. Um, but this really makes you sort of branch out because it's like you have to get a certain amount of headshots as this character, or get a certain amount of knockdowns as this character, or you know, whatever. Um, so it makes you really expand and not just in in characters but also with weapons as well because it's like getting a certain get a certain amount of headshots with shotguns well i tend to run a lot of like um you know light machine guns or or things like that so i don't always grab shotguns so that kind of stuff it really pushes you and for lack of a better word challenges you um and obviously it helps you up your battle pass level a lot faster so um, but I'm having a great time with that, um, and that's pretty much pretty much me, pretty much my week. Um, Patrick, how was your week, sir? Hello. Uh, well, I went camping this weekend. You went camping. Ooh. And like I've said before, uh, camping is not my thing, so I went uh, against my will. And <laughs> they we dragged went... you out of the house. <laughs> you basically, like, no, yeah. I don't uh, want to. You should stop hanging so out. So I Will. went right. I went to, on Friday through Sunday, and we get there Friday, and it's about an hour drive. So it was pretty close. Uh, some of the t- some of the uh, campsites we've gone to, it's like an hour and a half, two to three hours. Uh, so only being an hour away was nice. Um, when we get there, I immediately have an allergy attack. Oh no! So, so I'm blowing my nose for the entire day. You know, every three minutes. You know, to the point where my nose starts to get really red and raw because of how much I've been blowing my nose. And I just, I, just, I realized at the end of the day, I'm allergic to camping. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> nice. So I Must mean, be like, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the only logical uh, reason why I was blowing my nose. So I uh, slept for probably four hours during the day in our in our tent, um, and because I took a Benadryl because it was just just knocking me down. So I had to take a Benadryl so I could sleep a little bit and get that 
the, the my nose to stop to stop running. It was it was awful. Uh, but then on Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, it, it felt a little better. Um, and we went, there's a, there, there's a pool at this campsite. Uh, so we went over to the pool and we hung out there for a few hours, which was nice as the first time I've actually gone swimming, uh, at a pool, uh, while camping. So that was pretty cool. Um, I'm not entirely sure if, if other campsites have those or if we've never done it before. I mean, it was like it was like 95 degrees outside and walking trails was not really an option because of how gross it was outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going to the pool was a great choice. So that was that was awesome. And then we then we came home on Sunday. Uh, but other than that, the the camping was the big thing that happened this weekend. Um, oh, uh, so Mark had sent me a, a text uh, this past weekend about uh, this movie coming out uh, on Kickstarter uh, that's called The Legend of the White Dragon, uh-huh. and it stars. Sounds epic. It's yeah. So Mark knows, and he and he's a big fan of the Power Rangers as well. Um, so I'm a huge Power Rangers fan. I've always been. And this Legend of the White Dragon is a Kickstarter by Jason David Frank, which is the original Green Ranger, and then Johnny Youngbosch, which was the second Black Ranger. Um, and they are putting this together, and I'm, uh, I, they they put together like a like a two and a half minute trailer, uh, like a teaser trailer. Um, and I don't know if they're going to have the rights to use the Power Ranger name. Um, I'm not entirely sure, it's, uh, uh, but it was like, it's a fan film. So they, they have the ability to do it. Okay. Really? All right. That's amazing. So, so yeah, it was like, they, they want to have it released in 2020. Um, and I was mulling over the fact that, you know, if you want to, you know, see this movie or whatever, you can back it. And it was like 25 bucks to back this movie, get, uh, get an HD download of the, of the film and get a soundtrack uh from the film and today i was like yep i am backing this because i want to see this the the goal that they have is like five hundred thousand dollars um and they said the that the average marvel netflix season episode is like three million and they're they only want five hundred thousand so i was like you know what who cares i'm gonna back this and see what happens. Huh. Um, Where are they so at right now? Uh, I think it was at. Uh, it just started, so I think they're at seventy-five thousand right now, mm-hmm. or okay. uh, around there. Um, so I'm I'm pumped about this. I want to see this. I want to see a true like fan film Power Rangers movie. Um, so I decided to back it. It was the first Kickstarter that I've ever backed before. Really. Um, so shout out to Mark for uh, for letting me know about that because that's yeah that's cool that is right up my alley yeah man um it's it's being done by Bat in the Sun um they're a production company yeah. that does a lot of fan films they do um, I don't know if you've seen them on YouTube at all they're called the the Superpower Beatdowns those are so good yeah they do a great job with them um and so I'm excited to to see this for sure uh, Jason David Frank has worked with them before. Um, on on the superpower beatdown stuff, so he's familiar with them for sure. And they've had, yeah, they have Jason David Frank. Frank, they have, like you said, Johnny Young Bosch. They also have a couple of other Rangers from other uh, seasons of Power Rangers. Um, like if you watch the um, the actual kind of like a trailer for the show, 
Um, they had two other rangers. Um, the Red Ranger from... Um, it's going to come to me. Space? Not space. Um, mm, I don't know. It's going to come to I... me. Time Force. Time okay. Force. Um, yeah. Uh, Jason Font. He was the Red Ranger. Um, and I am completely spacing her name. It's but... Gia from Megaforce. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. My, my daughter... Uh, Pointed that out. She, I was like, I don't know who that is. She's like, that's Gia from Megaforce. I'm like, all right. Raising her right. Yeah. Um, Raising a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they have a bunch of, of um, Power Ranger actors uh, in the show in this particular thing that they're making. Um, I believe Jason David Frank's actual daughter is going to be on the show. Nice. Um, that's cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. And plus, I mean... Just from the the five minute trailer they showed, it looked really cool. So I'm excited to see see what they do with this for sure. Yeah, and it's not like you could tell it is uh, lower budgeted. It's like B movie kind of budget, uh, but that's totally fine with me. I mean, Power Rangers were B budget anyways. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, now, hold on, Patrick. So, a yeah. couple of things to touch on, and they actually kind of tie into some of our our listener questions. Um, so, mm. first off, Tim Pollan asks, do you have any... Timmy! Yeah. Timmy! Do you have any camping tips? Uh, um, <laughs> don't go camping. <laughs> Yeah, I figured you would be the the master of all things camping, so you would have some um, useful tips. So, uh, what we do is we actually bring an air conditioner with us. So, Ooh, roughing um, it, man, look out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to be able, I don't want to, I mean, like, I don't know if you've seen that Jim Gaffigan. I think I've said it before. There's a Jim Gaffigan bit where he's like, um, I never went camping as a kid because my parents loved me. <laughs> <laughs> And he's he's like he's like you know like when they when they say uh, uh, happy camper it's not in a positive connotation it's always negative it's like oh he's a happy camper it's like what when is that camper happy they should just be a camper huh. that's true I never thought about that that's a <laughs> yeah. astute observation yeah so. people used to yeah what oh we can uh, we can go sleep out on the ground and we have to pay for that well where do I sign up. <laughs> So the biggest tip for camping is don't. No, but I mean, like, what, yeah, what we do is, you know, we make sure that we have all the things that we need. You know, like uh, the s'mores is a must. Uh, we bring a, a, a stove, a butane stove. Uh, so we make actual food. It's not just like hot dogs and all and everything. We we had walking tacos. You know, we just had like uh, like cups and, and Fritos and we just made some taco meat and um, so it's not like the the normal camping food, um, just something easy that we that that we can make. That it's not just like, hey, we're gonna make hot dogs and burgers. I mean, we'll make uh, we'll make pizzas, you know, homemade pizzas. We'll make um, uh, what else do we make? Uh, grilled cheese, you know, well, whatever you can make on a stove, we'll make. We're not we we normally don't have hot dogs whenever we go, uh, but the air conditioner is one of the biggest reasons why I I. I reluctantly go um, 
is because when it's 95 degrees out and you can get in your tent and it's in the in the 70s it is so much better so much more easier to to manage uh when it's when it's the cooler uh away from the heat so oh, yeah. definitely go to a place where there's a pool. I mean, go if you're going to be going there during the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nice. those are those are some small camping tips. Eight air conditioner number one. There you go. Tips from camping boy. Yep, the and new superhero of for campers. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. And and so second um, listener question that actually ties into what we were just talking about in your update. I figured I would I would push it here. Our our buddy Delvin Cox on on Twitter today, he he posed hey, a Delvin. question. Hey, Delvin. Um, he posed a question, and to me, this is one of the the ultimate questions. Um, and I was very interested in talking about it, and and we can keep it brief since I know you're kind of still talking about you know your update and stuff. But I just yeah, figured cool. since you mentioned Power Rangers, um, that I would put this in here. So, Delvin Cox asked the question, Power Rangers or Voltron? So, Patrick, I will let you have the floor first. Okay, so Power Rangers, number one, obviously. I, I, when, I, when I was growing up, it was Power Rangers. I didn't know about Voltron until like pretty recently that Voltron was before Power Rangers. However, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're talking cats versus dinosaurs i mean come on who are you gonna pick mm-hmm. well technically they're lions even though they're they look they're like cats. tigers they're cats <laughs> <laughs> you use you use good logic patrick <laughs> yep I so like power it. rangers for me okay so my vote is definitely for power rangers um although voltron is pretty cool um and i used to have um it was weird. I had one of the lions. I didn't have the whole set when I was a kid. For some reason, I just had one of them, and it was the it was the blue lion that that belongs to the princess, um, that she drove. And so, is that the real name for it? Blue lion. You know, I think it is actually. <laughs> I, it's it, you laugh, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, I call upon the blue lion. I'm calling upon the yellow lion. Let's go. Yeah, I know. It's lame. <laughs> See? So I watched I watched a video. I can't remember the name of the, the, the group that did it, um, but it's kind of like a superpower beatdown kind of thing where they, they pit uh, the Megazord versus Voltron. And yeah, they provided from, uh, all Isma sorts Hawk, of... Ismahawk, I think. What's that? Ismahawk. Something like they, that. They did, they did like a, a Nightwing series like yeah. a six episode nightwing series which mm-hmm. is pretty cool mm-hmm. um yeah and so they did a video like that where they basically created a scenario where the megazord and voltron fought and voltron ended up winning and they provided all these factual scenarios um to sort of make their point and the one thing that they failed to mention they, they mentioned that the the megazord's kind of slow and bulky and kind of stuff Wait, are you supposed to? Are you always supposed to say the Megazord? Is that the proper? Well, you can say the English? Megazord or Megazord either way. Um, I was just, I don't, I don't want to say it wrong, so I just. I mean, make you're sure. good either way. Uh, okay, um, thank you. I'm, I'm glad we could clear that up. But in any case, yes. um, here's the fact: they number one, all they have is Voltron. 
They don't have any other Zords. It's just Voltron. And number two, they don't have powers. They're just in, like, you know, flight suits. They don't have any powers whatsoever. You got the Power Rangers that, number one, have powers outside of their, their Zords. And number two, have more than one Zord. Um, you know, you've got, uh, you've got the Megazord, you know, the main five. Then you've got the Dragon Zord. Then you've got Titanus. The, you've then got you've, the Dragon Megazord. Yeah, the um, Thunder Megazord. And you've got... Um, the Tissue Megazord. Yeah, that's it. And the Camping Megazord. The t- you got lots of Zords. The Tissue Megazord is literally just five pieces of t- tissue stacked on top of each other. I've never been is. more lost in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, the point is they have multiple Zords that they could call upon, whereas they just have Voltron. That's all they have. So That's all they need. I would disagree with that. It's not all they need. <laughs> um. So, yeah, all that to say Power Rangers, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to say, kind of like, I think we're all, well, I know we're all of similar age. We're all in our 30s, and... uh I just think it Voltron was before our time and then now the new Voltron's been rebooted and they have updated stuff and I'm actually watching it with my kids right now and I've really enjoyed it. I mean I would say if I were to compare like the the whole story and setup Voltron versus uh Power Rangers in terms of animated versus live action, while I am entertained by sparks flying and people in huge suits like jumping around on a uh, a clearly like miniaturized stage of you know a cityscape or something like that. Uh, in terms of the entertainment and story value, I definitely get more out of Voltron. Uh, I feel like I feel I feel like as a as a you know kind of going out into space. Now I know with Power Rangers, um, they they go all over the place, but I haven't watched. I've only watched the original Power Rangers, so I only know the high school slash um, you know. Power Ranger battles and all that stuff. Uh, so, um, but even with that stuff, considering Power Rangers all the way, because that's like classic. It's goodness. Mm-hmm. So, Ronnie, how about you? You got a horse in this race? Or are you going to pick something, a third option that's totally random? <laughs> I think I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> I, like somehow I got mixed up in like a different podcast than I intended on getting into. And I gotta be honest, I don't know where anything like I don't, I don't even know what my own name is anymore. I I thought I was sick, but now I realize I'm really sick because I'm I'm I, I, like I, I don't I don't know even where I am anymore. You like know the we started Power talking Rangers. about Power Rangers. Like I got I got somehow got onto the nerdiest podcast that ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. You know they play volleyball on Power Rangers. They don't have that on Voltron. So you might as well just, uh, you know. Sure. Now we're getting keep somewhere. A good thing going. Is that more your style? No. Volleyball. Still, I mean, volleyball. Like, volleyball. Like, not, not even here. Right I'll be now. straight up honest. I watched the Power Rangers when I was a little kid, but um, I have gone back and seen little bits and pieces since I've been an adult. I don't know if I'm the only one on this podcast, but that show sucks. So would you say it's the uh, Long John Silvers of uh, TV shows? (laughs) I would say it's more like the steak and shake of TV shows, I feel like. (laughs) 
Top five. We love you. We love you. Top three in Patrick's world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's great. So, anyways, we can can steer away from that. (laughs) I just figured uh, I would throw that in there. So... Patrick, do you have anything more to add about your uh, your week update? Um, yeah, uh, the the last thing I want to talk about is is Apex. I mean, just like just like you, Mark. The only thing I've been playing is Apex. The season two battle charge is is awesome. All the things that Mark said about changing things up, uh, trying different legends, trying different weapons. Um, it's pretty. It's 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 awesome. It it gives a different element to the game. It provides new freshness. Um, so yeah, I, I've been playing that, loving it, um, loving it so much that, uh, last week that I, uh, I guessed it on the Fortress of, of Nerditude podcast, Spencer Stapleton's podcast, which who has just joined the discord Woo-hoo! mainly because yeah. he wants to know Welcome. when people are going to be on apex <laughs> and, and, so, and Mark is always a guarantee along <laughs> yeah. with Patrick. Yep. So, so that was a good time. Um, uh, but yeah, other than that, that is my week. Oh, I totally forgot, by the way, to mention my video game update. Yes, I completely let's hear it. forgot this week, and uh, my update is still nothing. Still haven't played <laughs> anything. So I, I love throw that, that out Thank there. you. Still nothing. That was so that. worth hearing about. Yeah, that was uh, that was just a magical update. I don't even know if I can say anything to follow up on that. I my life has not been that exciting. Is it my turn? Yep, it is. Anyone your else? Turn. Yeah, is there I'm another done. fourth person? All right. Uh, no go follow-ups. Ahead, you go ahead. Yeah, you, Lucas, no fo- you, uh, you, you go ahead. Okay, I'll go ahead. Uh, before I get into my update, though, I do want to just give a shout-out and thanks to my GMG comrades of Mark, Patrick, and Ronnie. Because for the past few weeks, if this is your first time listening, uh, I am a missionary and I live in Brazil. But over the past few weeks, I have been traveling all over the U.S. of A., and every week I'm in a new place. Every week I have different conditions. Every week I bring a new complication to recording. Sometimes they abandon me. Uh, sometimes they waited out. Tonight was one of the nights they waited out. So I just wanted to thank you guys again so much for your patience, uh, bearing with me as I try to figure things out, try to balance family um, responsibilities, church visits. Uh, just kind of trying to, I've, I've struggled so hard staying a part of the discord and keeping connected. But from time to time I pop in, send a little photo or say, give a little comment, but you guys are rocking it over there. And, uh, it, it really is great to keep connected either on the discord or through, uh, our recordings every week. Um, but for me, I have been in Ohio this past week and West Virginia. So last week I went to the Columbus zoo and there were just there were some really cool moments. I don't know if you guys have been to a zoo lately or recently or are a fan of zoos. I know I imagine Patrick, you having two kids, you have uh, visited a few zoos over the years. Maybe maybe more yeah. zoos than camping. Yeah, we've got we had we had uh, Cincinnati Zoo passes for several years, and we've also gone to the uh, San Diego Zoo, which is uh, arguably uh-huh, one of yes. the best in the country. So. So yeah, we've yeah. gone to many. They have great capuchin monkeys, from what I hear on uh, Friends with Ross Geller. You know him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyways, Marcel was there uh, too. That's right. 
so we went to the Columbus Zoo and we spent all the live long day. Like it wasn't sun up to sundown, but it was like from 1030 all the way until I want to say we left at like eight o'clock. Like that is a long day. <laughs> that, that was a super long day. Uh, but it was so fun. Like, uh, one of the aspects of it that made it actually really fun, surprisingly, was my father-in-law. Uh, he's been uh, having some knee issues. He actually had a knee replacement a couple years ago, and uh, he's still, it's kind of bothered him. But uh, this is the first time I've ever seen him do this, but he rented a, a little cart, um, one of those little, you know, little electric four carts volts. you kind of drive around. Yeah, those four-volt cars. Rascal. Like, yeah, a little rascal. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually got to drive that thing a few times because he got sick of riding in it sometimes. So they would just be like, hey, someone want to ride this? And so you see this like 37-year-old man just like scooting around at a whole like seven miles per hour. I was rocking it out. And uh, sometimes I'd ride it with my kids and uh, just drive around. It was really funny. But um, well, some of the cool things that happened is we no, went hold on. To- did you get Did you get any looks? When you were just riding this around with oh, your kids? Oh, let me tell you. At one point, my father-in-law just, he was just like, I don't want to ride this thing right now. He's kind of a, like, he's just a proud guy. Like, he doesn't like to uh, show weakness very much. And yeah. so I could tell that he was only kind of half-heartedly. He knew he needed to use the cart, but he didn't want to. So there were just times where he'd be like, you know what, I'm walking. And... Nobody else wanted to take care of it. So I was like, I'll ride it. And so there was one time I, that I, I drove it right into the aquarium and like strangers had to open the door for me to hold it so I could get through. <laughs> and they were just like, I know they were looking at me with judgment. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, does this guy really need to drive this? He's not handicapped. <laughs> He's a liar. Uh, but, uh, some things that happened, we went to the, uh, we went to the the Mexican wolf section. Uh, I don't know if you've seen many Mexican wolves. I don't remember. I've been to the Columbus Zoo before, but I thought it was so random that their wolves were specifically Mexican. Yeah, I don't what, know what are, what's the difference? <laughs> they run around with little sombreros on their head. No, I'm just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just like that. They had to play a little mariachi band. Play little instruments. No, but we went up to this this wolf section. I don't know. It was a wolf enclosure, and there was nothing. It was like the beginning of Jurassic Park, you know, when they go to, like, the Dilophosaurus cages, and it's talking about the dinosaurs, and the dinosaurs don't show up. It was kind of like that. And it was like the whole family was disappointed because that's, like, my wife's favorite animal. Uh, my kids really like wolves. I like wolves. And so we were just, like, so excited to go to this wolf enclosure, and there was nothing. Trees, grass. You know, it was nice to see the grass since we don't have it in Brazil, but like it was just nothing. So uh, we left without getting to see the wolves. And then at the end of the day, the very last thing we did, we happened to walk by the wolf enclosure and we were like, let's try one more time to see the wolves. And we were standing there and all of a sudden someone yelled out, I see wolf puppies. And we saw in the back corner four little wolf puppies. And they were, like, playing together. It was so, like, it was so cute. I mean, I know I'm a man, but, like, I just saw these little wolf puppies, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I want one. And, like, they were just playing together. And uh, after, like, five, ten minutes we were watching, and the mom comes out, the mama wolf comes out, and she's not that much bigger than, like, apparently Mexican wolves are kind of smaller. They almost look like a coyote. And those four Mexican wolves, like, attacked the mom. 
Like I Whoa. think they were they were hungry, and they like jumped on top of her and like were trying to eat not eat her but you know you know eat their eat mama's milk, and she was like running from them. <laughs> I was just like, and that, my friends, is why you do not have four kids. You stick with two. <laughs> you do not go to three. Do not go to four. Two is sufficient. And But it was really funny just to see that, and everybody was laughing. Uh, the other thing that that was funny that happened was that I was we went to the mandrel. I think they're called mandrels. It, they look kind of like baboons. They got like the like a baboon or a monkey. They got kind of the blue face and then the red butt. Um, I, I'm probably messing that up. Mark, you can correct me if you happen to Google it. But anyways, we were at this baboon-like section, the mandrels, as I'm remembering them being called. Um, and I went like right up to the gr- the glass and sat down uh, kind of to be to look at the, the mandrels and then also talk to my son who was looking at the, the these primates. primates. And uh, all of a sudden, one of the, the monkeys just like lunged at me and then just sat down and stared at me like eye to eye. Like all I had between us was glass. And it was just this moment and it just kind of looked at me, then it looked away, then it looked at me again and stared and then it just ran away. And I was like, whoa, that is like, that's like the only time in my life I've ever had a like a zoo animal like just try to, I don't know, like just stare react to me. Stare into your or soul. Stare into my soul. It was crazy. <laughs> Uh, but it was really cool. And then the last thing that happened at the zoo that I'll mention is that uh, at the zoo, was probably the only real disappointment that happened um, that that we never really got to take full advantage of was there was a dinosaur section. And as I've mentioned in the past, my son is all into dinosaurs. And they're, they have like a little water ride. It's not a water ride, but it's like a river, fake river journey where you get to see all these animatronic dinosaurs. And my son was pumped. And because he was pumped, we were all pumped. And we went to this little dinosaur river ride, and they're like, oh, sorry, the ride's broken. And we're like, what? We want our money back. No, we weren't like that, but we were we were very disappointed. Uh, but one thing that was cool that worked out was that a lot of the animatronic dinosaurs were like, they were kind of like you could still see them, and you could still look at them. Uh, amidst the other, like, actually real animals and exhibits and all that stuff. And each time we got to a dinosaur, I kid you not, my son knew within five seconds what each dinosaur was. Like, wow. he would call it out. And he was like, I was so proud of him. And at one point, I totally doubted him. He, he, he said this name that I had never heard in my life. It was like Thur- Thurvavasaurus or Thuraxosaurus or I don't even remember. Uh, he's told me like 20 times and he kept correcting my pronunciation of the name of the dinosaur. I should really know it. But he, there was one point where he said the name and I, was, I just called him out. I was like, you, you are making up names. I do not believe you. Fake news. And I, fake news. I'm pretty sure I said that too. And it's like, he got really mad and he's like, dad, I'm serious. It's called a roll roll. And then I'm just like, whatever. And we walked around, looked at the sign and it was exactly the dinosaur that he said it was. And from that moment, I was like, you are the dinosaur king. Like, I never have known the names of dinosaurs like he's known them. So that was that was just a really fun thing. That uh, that was a fun part of the zoo visit. But we had a nice fun day there at the zoo. Um, and then eventually, we made our ways to West by God, Virginia, almost heaven, West Virginia. And it was 
uh, and is, because I'm still in West Virginia, a magical time. Uh, we, we actually, uh, my in-laws and my parents, well, actually just my dad, because we didn't have enough space in the truck to take all of our stuff uh, and all of our family. So my mom sat this one out. But they met us halfway, uh, pretty much on the state line between Ohio and West Virginia. And we met at a Bob Evans, and it was easily 60 degrees inside of the restaurant. And I thought I <laughs> was going to get hypothermia. No, it probably wasn't 60 degrees, but it was – I don't know if you've ever been in those restaurants where no matter where you sit, the air is blowing on you. And I <laughs> felt like I was in Antarctica. So I had to run out. It was like 95 degrees at this point. So I ran outside and got a hoodie from our stuff, and I – Put the hoodie on, ran through the parking lot. People thought I was probably a weirdo. And I went back into the Bob Evans and uh, ate my wildfire chicken salad because that is my favorite salad of all time and my favorite meal at Bob Evans. Uh, but after that, after we had that nice meal, Bob Evans uh, got to see family, hang out with family. Um, one thing that I've been doing like a madman, both in Ohio, West Virginia, and with family and friends alike, is playing Exploding Kittens. Yeah, nice. buddy. Every chance I get, I'm like, so we're not talking about anything important. Want to play Exploding Kittens? And people have had a lot of fun. Now, I will say, I just got the uh, the first expansion. I got Imploding Kittens, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. I like the Imploding Kitten card, even though I was the receiver of it the very first time we played with the expansion pack. Mm. Not cool. Uh, but it was really fun. I like the, I definitely want to get the second expansion pack, uh, streaking kittens. Cause I love that streaking kitten card. Uh, but one thing I do not like, and I, and I've recognized this, like in playing it with different people and different family members is I do not like the, the addition of the, uh, directed attack. It's not what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. It's the, the, you can pretty much attack whoever you want. Like yeah. when you usually, <laughs> when you usually, uh, when you usually play it, you usually attack the person who's next in turn. Mm-hmm. But this time we have the directed attack and I don't like it because people start ganging up on each other and then people really take stuff personally. I don't know if you've had this experience, Mark, but some people cannot not take things personally when you play a game. Um, I, I, I don't know if I would say people, I, mainly the people I play with are my family and they don't really take it that personally, but mm. lucky you. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, uh, Ronnie, if you want to speak, you must unmute your microphone. Uh, I had to hit the button like ten times for it to unmute. Uh, a little bit of a hiccup, uh, but all I needed to add to the conversation was that ostriches can run faster than horses. How hmm. much faster? I don't know. <laughs> what kind of fact well, person are if you? You're, if you're going to bring facts to the table, my friend, you better make it. Uh, you better bring some knowledge with it. I don't know about you, but I'd like to see this. Like, you know, like those horse races, they go around the track. I'd love to see ostriches just doing that, that same thing. There is an average of 50,000 spiders per acre in green areas. Gross. Burn it all. Yeah, burn, burn it to it the ground. To the ground. <laughs> Now, you know what I don't want to burn to the ground? It's one of my favorite foods. Do you guys know what my favorite food is? One of my favorite foods? 
I'm ostrich not going to make eggs? you guess. Why, Ostriches <laughs> is what I was going to go with also. Definitely not, but I'm not oh, going to make you that, guess anymore. What is that pastry that you'll, you get in Brazil? You'll never get it. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of ham loaf? No. You would like oh, ham loaf. Yeah. I mean, it's ironic that my middle name's Ham, Seems and like I love you're ham loaf, but man. So I don't, I don't think this is made outside of West Virginia, but... My grandma used to make a mean ham loaf, and my mom has carried on that tradition, my stepmom. And ham loaf is pretty much ground ham, ground pork, mixed together like a meatloaf. And then you add egg and breading, and then you make it into a big old loaf, put it in the oven, and you cover it in brown sugar and goodness, like a brown sugar glaze. And you can't knock it until you try it, Patrick. I see did the you face. Just, did you the just listeners have this? can't look. I just had it like yesterday, day before. Okay. Yeah. There's a good mm. chance Patrick would like it because he likes everything, including Long John Silver's and Steak and Shake. Oh, Long yeah. John Silver's also likes me because they just followed me. <laughs> <laughs> they just followed you. Oh, lucky you. But uh, yeah, yeah, lucky, lucky me. Uh, you know, that's mm, because you're, you're one of four followers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If you go to the Long John Silver's Twitter page, their bio says, "Yes, I still exist." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, guys, ham loaf is amazing, and I ate uh, pretty much a metric crap ton of ham loaf, and it was so good. Uh, I recommend it. Google the recipe, try it out, and I guarantee, if you don't like it, you can mail me what's left of the ham loaf, and I will eat it. On a live Twitch stream. Gross. Shake on it. <laughs> How much is a crap Shake ton? Shake on it right now. It's a metric uh, I don't crap know. ton. A metric crap ton. I don't know. I first heard it from Mark, so maybe he knows what a metric crap ton is. 2,000 pounds of crap. Uh-huh. Gross. <laughs> well, That is not ham loaf. All right, it's weird. Like I'm looking at a picture of it, and it kind of, of a crap like, ton? from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> why? Why smell. no, Ronnie? You would be wrong in that assessment. Um, <laughs> no, I'm looking at a picture of ham loaf. Mm. And it, I've never really looked at one online, but that's magical. It, it looks like it looks like bread. It's weird. Huh? That's weird. <laughs> that's I, good, I think they made contribution it wrong. though. <laughs> that's Lucas's response. Huh? Hmm. Huh. I think as, they made that as incorrectly. It <laughs> I guess. Now Seems the other like thing that I thing to say. I, now the other thing I know it does, but it's not so random yet. The other thing that I like <laughs> okay. to eat that I have to mention that I know you guys will agree with me is today I stopped at Wendy's and can you imagine what sandwich I got? Spicy chicken. Oh man, I got the spicy chicken sandwich. It's easily been six years since I've been to a Wendy's. I've actually been to the U.S. like a couple times since then, but I've never had the chance for some reason or never taken the chance to go to Wendy's. And, man, that spicy chicken sandwich, so good. So good. It was so good. Yeah, it is. But you know what else is so good? Ham loaf? The wor- <laughs> no. no, that picture does not look appetizing. It looks like banana <laughs> bread. Yeah. For those that can't Gross. see it, Mark just posted a picture of what is supposed to be ham loaf, and it did look like bread, and that is not the ham loaf I know and love. 
Also, but. Lucas, everybody cannot see it except for us four. You said for those who can't see it, that would be everybody listening. Everyone. Well, it's quite possible that I knew that and I was testing you. But thank you for calling me out on that. So what else do you love, Lucas? Uh, I love pandas. Do you know that pandas fake pregnancy for better care? They're like milking the Medicare system of zoos. <laughs> That's pretty good. Do you, do so you they're know like why raccoons, I share that with they're you? trash pandas. That's right. Do you know why I share that with you? Because you why? went to the zoo? Because like Ronnie, I too am a fun guy and like to be random. Which is the topic of our show today. Randomness. Oh, there it was. That's right, folks. We are getting into randomness. This is our 45th episode, and every fifth episode, no, that's every every episode that ends in five. I was trying to figure out some way to say that. Uh, every episode that ends in five, we all four bring something to the table to discuss and talk about amidst your questions, should they match or not match, because it's all about randomness. And I think given his state of mind and state of body, we should have our very own Ronnie Johantis lead the way with our first topic of discussion. So, Ronnie, what you got to bring to the table for today's topic of randomness? Besides all right, all right. Yes, I do appreciate that because after I talk, I may bail because I am leaking out of my nose and there's nothing oh, I can thank do Thank you. Thank you for telling us where It is gross from. and I actually trimmed my mustache down so I did not get snot in it. Fun mm. fact. Mm, mm, mm. Yummy. Um, so my fun random idea is I want to know what animal and what insect are you most afraid of? And I will go first to give you guys some time. Animal is a snake of any kind. They are terrifying to me. Um, this is something about the way they move. Like they're just so creepy. I cannot do any snakes. Like they are, they scare the crap out of me. Like I turn into a little girl when a snake is around. I don't want to be near it. I don't want to hold a snake as somebody's pet. I only want to be in the same house as a snake. When I'm cutting the grass, if I run across a snake, like I don't even want to get close enough to like shovel them out of the way. You don't try to run them over with the lawnmower? I do, but most of the time, unless their head's sticking up, I mean, they just like they're lower than the grass, so it doesn't really. No, help. that's true. Then they, if once you run them over with the mower, they could come out any side of that, and that's scary. But no, I don't even mm-hmm. want to get close enough with the lawnmower. And uh, my insect is definitely spiders. And the funny thing is, is I just had an encounter today with a spider. Well, it was actually tonight before this podcast. I was gonna run out to my car. And I've had the same thing happen before. So my front porch is a small, just a small like concrete like pad type deal. Maybe like, I don't know, four feet by five feet, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that's covered. So a lot of times when I go out there at night and I flip the light on and I open the door, I will stick my head out and look on that concrete slab because 
I have seen some of the biggest spiders right out there. They're just out there breathing the night air in. And I will literally not go past them. Not even a chance I'm walking out that way. I'll go out the other way. I can imagine you just like going outside and then like running into like a spider web and then run oh, right back gosh. inside. <laughs> yeah. Nope. A, don't like a, that. That'd be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> I would not do instant, that. Instant fetal Today when it happened, covered it was one of those. Webs. Today when it happened, I opened the door, looked out. I'm glad I looked out because there was a giant spider on the porch just sitting there doing nothing. It was one of those big spiders, it was all black, and it looked like it only had like four legs. It was just like four massively long legs. I mean, this thing was probably like two inches all the way around. Like, it was really big. And I was like, man, mm. I don't, <laughs> it's like, I closed the door and actually left the light on on the porch because I was hoping like, I don't know, something would come down and eat it <laughs> to get rid of it. <laughs> like, I, hopefully there's an owl in the area that's going to eat this thing uh, or start, any other type of predator. Doing- Start doing bird calls. You're like, hoo-hoo. I keep a spotlight on him for everybody out there to get him. Hey, he's you right sound here. exactly like Indiana Jones. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah. So those are mine. Snakes and spiders. Pretty common, I feel like, but I'm terrified of snakes. And spiders, for me, it's only the big spiders. So, like, the small ones that, like, you'll see, like, in the corner, you know, like, if you're in your house, like you'll see one that's like there. It's like a little tiny one. Uh, that doesn't bother me at all. I don't care about those. It's the big ones. Those scare the crap out of me. Mm. So what about you guys? Who wants to uh, let's go first? I get I get the spiders, uh, but the insect that I am most afraid of is mosquitoes. Mm. The only reason I say that is because mosquitoes absolutely love me. Yeah. They like they all congregate around my ankles, and if I'm outside, that's another reason why I hate camping. Is yeah, because so I'm out there in the wilderness. Oh yeah, and there's like Buffet. I don't know 500 million mosquitoes in my face. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like to me, at least. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I hate them. Every time I'm I go out, like <laughs> I will wear pants, I'll wear jeans, I'll wear long pants, no matter what the temperature is. And if it gets too hot, then I'll throw on some shorts. But my brother-in-law, he's like, he gauges how hot it is based on whether I'm wearing shorts. Because of how, because if I'm wearing shorts or if I'm wearing pants, then I know the mosquitoes aren't going to get to me. But if I'm, wearing, if I'm wearing shorts, then it's like free reign for all the mosquitoes to, to bite me. So I absolutely hate them. I don't want to be around them. Um, I get, I get a very huge satisfaction when I kill one. Um, (laughs) it's especially when they have like, when you like splat a a mosquito and there's like blood that comes out of it. Oh yeah. Most likely your blood. Like, ha ha, suck it. Probably somebody else's blood. (laughs) It's probably mine. Yeah. Pretty sure it was. It's it's funny that you say, that you say suck it and you're talking about mosquitoes. Exactly. That's a, that's you should probably say past tense. You'd be like, ha ha, you sucked it. <laughs> you sucked it for the last time. <laughs> that, yeah. That's my villain voice. The last <laughs> thing I say. <laughs> um, and as far as animals, uh, possums. Possums are Ooh. gross. Have you ever seen them? Like you were talking about how snakes move. Have you ever seen a possum move? They just like scurry away. They're just as soon slow. as you turn on. As soon as you turn on a light, they like they like they they move 
like yeah like like sloths they're like moving away and they like slither into like sewers and grates and underneath things and if you've ever seen like a, a possum like in the daylight it is scary it's just a like, big you, rat you know something's mangy is going on with that possum if it's out in the yeah. daylight you know something interesting about possums that i saw one time i was uh i can't remember i was leaving like a park or something like late and a possum crosses the road in front of me so i stop and i let him cross the road and there was a tree right in the grass like just off the road so he's he's just running in front of me and then he just goes straight up the tree as if he was just walking on the ground did you even know that they could do that like he didn't even miss no. a beat. He just went straight up, ninety degree angle, right up the trunk. I was yeah. not aware they could climb trees like that. That's a They're devil possum. That's what that is. Yeah, demon spawn. <laughs> well, I found out like after that, like if you look it up, like no possums hide in trees all the time. Yeah, so they're all sure. devil possums. Ah, and that picture is terrifying. For those For that those... can't see, <laughs> Patrick just posted a picture of a very demonic possum. I'm now going to have nightmares. Thank you, Patrick. They're all demonic. So they're really actually like I don't I'm not really that afraid of possums. Like I think I've told you I think I've even said on here before like that the raccoons and stuff sometimes will get into my garage and like try Mm -hmm. to eat the cat food in there. Mm -hmm. So one time I walked out. uh, I guess it was to throw something in my garbage can. It was like late at night. And like I heard a noise and I look over and like right on my workbench, there's a huge possum just sitting there. And he must have saw me coming because he straight up played possum and just froze. It was like just a statue of a possum there. I was like, man, is he going to run away? (laughs) (laughs) Just looking at him like, he's not doing anything. Like, he's not going anywhere. And I was like, yep, I'm just going to leave him. I'm not going to go over there and mess with him. I can tell you that. He was big. I would have thrown like a spear at him. Because you carry those around with you. I didn't have any spears lying around at the time. (laughs) Mel, pass me my spear. I must kill this possum. <laughs> I just pulled an arrow have from at my the, back. Have at the Shot. possum. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So my animal and insect. Um, I have to say that overall, any animal that can like moves erratically or f- much faster than my eyes can follow, I'm usually uh, afraid of. Like not afraid. Like. I have a, like, a fear of them, but I just am very, very, very uncomfortable. One of the animals that are very erratic is a bat. Um, I'm afraid of them partly out of, uh, experiences I've had in the past. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, but my dad, well, my family, we used to have a potbelly stove in our house and, uh, at, eventually we got central air and got rid of the potbelly stove. So we had central heating and cooling through the out the house and, but they did not properly close the chimney so what they did was they insulated the chimney not all the way but most of it and then my dad put pretty much a garbage bag over the hole of the chimney and that is all and eventually uh bats found the chimney and decided to move in and we didn't know this for many years. So what would happen is, is if we left a window open, bats would just randomly fly into our house. And uh-huh. immediately, I remember the very first time a, a bat flew into our house. Uh, my mom immediately, I think I was six years old, and my mom grabbed me and slammed me to the ground and threw a blanket over me, just screaming like she was in a horror movie. 
just like, oh my gosh, it's a bad omega. And she just went nuts. And I'm just like, you know, that scarred me. So every time a bat got into our house, and I think growing up from six years old until 18, a bat got into our house like four times. And every time, no matter what my state of mind, as soon as I saw that blurry guy just flying around everywhere, I immediately hit the ground and just army crawl everywhere to escape the bat. Now, eventually, there were times, you know, that someone was brave enough to get like a tennis racket and pop the thing on the face or open up a door, let the bat out. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely afraid of bats. The so, that's, so. That is totally that's interesting because I was just at a nature center like a couple of weeks ago. They have a bunch of trails and stuff to hike on. And in, in like their like little like the actual uh, like shop in the middle of the nature center, they have the uh, bad houses that you could buy. And the idea is to buy the house, buy the bad house, uh, put it up, and actually attract a bat or multiple bats to live at this thing. Yeah. And the benefit of them, Patrick, is that they can eat up to two thousand mosquitoes in one night. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually I'm on the exact opposite of Lucas in this, where I love bats. They're kind of cool. Yeah, they're kind of cool for that reason alone. Uh, my uh, wife's dad has a bat house uh, on the top of his house. How does that work? Where he for puts him? he puts stuff up there, and you know there, there's there's nights where um, the entire family goes out there and bat watches. Yeah, and sees you know like you know, dozens of mm. bats flying around. Um, so yeah, they eat so many mosquitoes. You know, there's, there's not enough, there's, there's not enough bats in the world to eat all the mosquitoes, but they do their part. Yeah. For that, sure. That is so one like of the them. reasons I'm thinking about actually getting a bat house. I have a brochure downstairs, like, uh, for like that, yeah. like all the benefits and stuff of having one. And uh-huh. like the only thing that I haven't figured out yet is where I would actually put the bat house. Cause there has to be like so much sunlight um, it has to have like so many hours of sunlight, um, and, and everything like that. So I haven't figured out where I'm actually going to put it yet, but I think I'm actually going to get one. Uh, I uh, hmm. approve. I kind of approve because <laughs> when bats are outside, I definitely don't have like, so like I said, I don't have a fear of them in terms of like I'm outside and I hear, you know, the little, and I'm like, oh my gosh, bats are attacking us. Uh, it's never yeah, like it's, that. It's a little different when they're outside versus flying around in your in living your room. house. But I just well, one of yeah. the things that I read was that obviously having the bat house puts them in much closer proximity to your house. So the likelihood of a bat oh, yeah. actually flying in is a lot greater. Oh yeah, it's much um, greater. But also, like people were talking about how to like catch bats and stuff, and basically the easiest way is to like get a net literally and just throw it over them. You know what's funny, uh, Ronnie? My dad just bought a like ginormous net like just for catching bats when they get into the house he showed it to us earlier and it looks like a (laughs) butterfly net on steroids it's easily like two feet in diameter and it's it's huge and i can just envision my dad trying to catch a bat with that huge of a net and just like knocking over lamps (laughs) you know hitting the walls like screaming i would just be screaming like oh my gosh now one thing i mentioned about the chimney uh, at one point, they decided to tear the chimney down, but when they went to tear the chimney down, like 20 bats flew out of the chimney. Wow, that's was amazing. Like there was that many. Straight. There were so many. It was like it was like straight out of Batman. Um, 
like like the bat cave was in there or something. It would uh, be the bug. It would be an absolute nightmare if a bat actually got into my house because like now that Mark and Patrick have been here, like my ceilings in my living room are like twenty two feet. <laughs> it would be it'd be impossible oh if gosh. one of the bats was up there. There'd be no way for me to get up there and get him. Yeah, that'd like, be I'd have to wait him out. Yeah, <laughs> you would definitely have to do that. Um, the the insect that I'm afraid of, I guess I don't. I mean, in general, again, I don't like things that like fly faster than my eyes can keep aware of. But I definitely have a, a little extra nervousness around yellow jackets, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago. I was definitely the victim of a yellow jacket attack, and it was uh, quite the experience that even now, like when I see yellow jackets, I get a little sweaty and get a little nervous. You know, most of the time you try to, I don't know if you guys do this, but you always have learned from adults. I think adults usually tell you or people in general are like, don't bother them and they won't bother you. So like you're supposed to just sit there and ignore bees or things that are flying interested in your food. I have a really hard time with that. Like I want to just, I want to, you're said than done. Yeah. I want to, I want to beat the crap out of those yellow jackets and bees flying around. I'm like, this is my food, son. Step off. Well, they do that thing where they fly like right in front of your face. And like you, it's hard yeah. to ignore that because it's right it's, there. And it's, they're yeah. kind of scary. I, like I'm with you there. They're big. Yeah. It, it, mm. it makes me definitely nervous. So those mm-hmm. would be my, those would be, that'd be my animal and insect. How about you, Mark? So interestingly enough, and you would, you wouldn't think this would be normally something to be afraid of, but my animal would be deer, and let me tell you why. Deer? Okay. Yeah, let me tell you why. Tell us. So, in this area, and I'm sure you guys have this issue in West Virginia too, but in in Virginia, deer are everywhere. Yep. Um, like and it doesn't matter what time of day they come out. They'll they'll come out in broad daylight. And when you're in a city like Lynchburg and they just jump out in broad daylight in traffic, you know, there's always a chance you can run into a deer. Oh, and, so true. They're so skittish. Yep. And and deer are idiots. Um so they just run across at any time and especially like a couple of times a week I drive um to you know my church that's an hour away and it's on a lot of back road and it's notorious for having deer cross cross through so praise god that I have not hit a deer yet going that way I pray I never mm-hmm. do um but it's it's always scary, especially when it just doesn't matter what place, what time of day, they just always just jump out. Um, like yeah. I, one time I watched, it was a busy um, four lane road, um, and I watched as um, it was like busy traffic, and this dude in front of me, uh, we're driving the same direction. Um, all of a sudden a deer juts out in front of him and he runs into the deer. The deer is literally doing like a helicopter type move, spinning, spins over into the other lane where, uh, another vehicle coming by immediately 
runs into the deer and starts dragging the deer underneath his, his vehicle. And it was just the weirdest thing to see. And so that's that's that is why. Crazy. Now, if I've I'm not in my car... I've definitely seen I see that, a, too. Oh, yeah. If I'm not in my car and, and I see deer crossing, that's whatever. I don't care. You're just like, oh, my gosh, run away! <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever seen the video of like the deer like attacking like a person though? That is terrifying. Yes, they it? are oh. not fooling yes. around in those it, videos. They are not. They That's destroy. what I thought you were going to say with deer because that is scary. I would be nervous about that. Yeah. No, Mark, your fear is definitely valid. Uh, and like you said, being from West Virginia, I forgot how prevalent deer are here. Uh, you know, we we have visited a number of times over the past seven years of being in Brazil. And I have seen more deer in the the two weeks, or I guess the four weeks we've been in the U.S., but like the two or three weeks we've been between Ohio and West Virginia, I, there are so many deer. And I'm just like, dude, someone needs to take care of it. It's like an infestation. But uh, I definitely have had a, like family and friends who have either been injured. Uh, I remember years ago, that same situation you talked about, Mark, where someone hit the deer and it hit the oncoming car. I actually, we had a family friend who died uh, because of that. The deer went right through the windshield and uh, collided with the people inside and killed both people. Um, oh, gosh. It's, it is dangerous. Um, and I've even heard of towns in West Virginia where the, the, the car shops, their business is literally replacing people's windshields, fenders, and everything from deer destruction. And mm-hmm. that's how they that's how they stay in business, and uh, yeah, that's a definitely a valid animal to be afraid of. Yeah, um, and then insect for me would be a toss up between like, you know, anybody from the, anything from the wasp or yellow jacket family, as yep. I I've been stung by by a wasp once, and I never in the mouth be stung. Well, it never got stung no. in the mouth. Yeah, it didn't sting your mouth, mouth, but it was in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but I have been stung. There was one time a, a a wasp or something crawled in between my sock and my and my leg, crawled inside Ooh. my sock and stung me. And not and a you, fan. Did uh, you proceed to beat the crap out of yourself, like trying to destroy the wasp in your? No, sock? it was when I was a kid, so I was crying basically. Um, and so. Yeah, not a big fan, and then definitely spiders. Um, anything that that just from one bite can like kill you. <laughs> uh, not a fan. So some spiders, some spiders are harmless basically to humans, but some of them are very deadly. Um, you know, black widows, brown recluse, all those spiders. Not a fan at all. So, mm. yeah. That is that. Well, Ronnie, thank you so much for that random topic. While you can stick around with us as we continue to delve into randomness, you are also free to get some rest. So, I will. Uh, I will tough it out for a little bit longer. Fantastic. So, uh, Mark, Patrick, either you two want to share something with us, ask a question. Sure, I can go. Go. Uh, my Let's topic. For today is Area 51. So I'm sure you guys have heard that Facebook uh, group, Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us. (laughs) 
And as of the recording, there are one million Facebook users that are attending this. Oh my gosh. And approximately 900,000 are interested or aka cowards. I'm sorry. This is the dumbest (laughs) meme I've ever seen. No, so if if you look if you look at uh, this Area Fifty One, I mean, like if you just go to Twitter and you search Area Fifty One, there are tons of memes that you can just go down the rabbit hole and watch and see see these videos, these memes, these. Oh, it's, it's it is hilarious just to see. I don't know if this is going to be some sort of joke or if there's actually people going to be showing up. There, it is it, it, in this day and age. You don't know, you can't believe the internet, but you never know how many idiots are, are out there. Um, so much so that the, uh, the, def- the Department of Defense actually responded to this Facebook group. Uh, they said the U.S. Air Force always stands ready to protect America and its assets. So does that mean that they're going to be using force? There as are, far as there are signs uh, outside posted uh, in Area 51 that they will actually shoot you. They will use well, yeah, deadly force. That's what it says. Yes, round. they will shoot you. Yep. I mean, as much as I'd love to know what's in there, not a chance. I'm about to run across an open plane. <laughs> yeah, it's more than just a storage shed for aliens. You know, it's an actual you know military training facility as well. So, and I'm sure they have plenty of protocols so uh, unless you just want to get yourself killed um I-, I would advise not storming area 51 so mark you're not going um, you're not coming with me i am i am not interested in that i will i will watch on tv and see how many idiots decide to show up <laughs> um, oh i'm totally interested to see that how many people show up to that the, i, I know sure. it's, it's it's september 20th September twentieth so is the left. is the yep. date. Oh man, yep. I have to say I haven't seen much about this. I did see one like GIF or something of a man like wearing. I guess it's just like it was depicting a man just wearing jeans, carrying an assault rifle, running towards Area Fifty One. That's the only thing I've seen. Uh, I I want to hear your plan first or their plan. What what is the entry point? Like, are they literally just running like zombies at the fence and the walls? <laughs> my my are they favorite meme. Sneak in. Uh, 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 so there's there's a meme out there. It's my favorite meme that I've seen so far. You know, it's that it's that guy that's like smiling, and then the picture below him, he's like in awe. Like, so the the meme says uh, when only one person shows up to Area 51. And the, the the guy on the right, he's smiling. It's the U.S. government, and right below it, the U.S. government has is like that shock face, and it's John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video. Uh, I think it was on Facebook, and it was uh, it was Area Fifty One training, and one dude, one of those dudes, was in like those body suits. It was like bright neon green. And uh, it's it's just this random dude like running on a treadmill with that guy on his back, <laughs> like, like he's gonna go in there and bust out an alien. <laughs> he was training for it. Gosh. <laughs> so really, have they described on this Facebook page how they're gonna do it, or are they their plan is just to literally storm the gates? 
No, I think they're just going to storm the gates. There's going to be oh, gosh. assuming they're assuming if there is going to be a bunch of people, there is just I think, I'm assuming they're just going to walk because there's I mean, if you if you've seen Independence Day, you know imagine just an open desert because it's in the middle of nowhere, and if anyone's going to be going towards Area 51, you're going to be seeing them from miles away. So I don't know if they're going to be running in with <laughs> RVs like Independence Day. Oh or my gosh. <laughs> Hopefully they like tear or gas. They're going to be running like zombies. That's crazy. That is totally crazy. It's so dumb. Absolutely. So uh so like do you guys think there's aliens in Area Area 51? Do you think there's a spacecraft there or do you think it's actually a like you said Mark a training facility? I actually so I actually believe there are, first of all, I, I believe there are creatures from other planets, uh, beings from other planets. Um, I think there has been a lot of kind of evidence slash news stories and things about crashes and things like that. Um, I think like even if you go back to like Roswell, New Mexico, I think that was in the 70s. Um, there is a lot of things that would indicate that there was a cover up. Um, I think all of that stuff has probably gone somewhere. I don't, I mean, I just refuse to believe that the earth is the only planet with life on it. (laughs) And to think that Mm -hmm. that is the case, I think is kind of crazy, but, um, no, I, I think there, there very well could be, um, a lot of secrets that the general public does not know about. And I've actually watched a documentary on area 51 and over the years, there have actually been a lot of people that have previously worked at Area 51 that have come out and said what they were actually working on there and things like that. I mean, you know, obviously people do weird stuff to get their 15 seconds of fame, but ultimately I don't think that everybody's lying when they say that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure where I land when in terms of, you know, in terms of aliens and all that kind of stuff. Is there a possibility? Maybe. Um, is the government hiding stuff? Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that, um, but I'm not. I'm not sure, honestly. I would like, I would like to keep. I, I would like to keep the secrecy, like the the unknowing of what Area 51 is. I think is part of the fun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's actually other places um, other than Area 51 where there has been reported like uh, like spacecraft and stuff that have crashed has been taken. Like Wright Patterson Air Force Base is one of the big ones that apparently, from what people have said who have worked there, came out there as an entire underground layer that is top secret, uh, where stuff has been taken and they try to uh, re-engineer things uh, from the reports. Hmm. Or reverse engineer, I guess. Apparently they keep Transformers there. It's possible. That's right. That's That'd be true. awesome. <laughs> I can uh, I can t- actually tell you exactly what Area 51 is. Do you want to know what it is? Let's hear it. It is an arcade rail shooter that came out in the 90s. That's how people are training for <laughs> Storm of the Gates. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I saw that, the too. The perfect yeah. way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think for me that, I mean, I, don't, I, I just can't, I can't go as far. I kind of am agnostic. When it comes to aliens, which means I I neither believe nor disbelieve, and I think aliens are possible. Like sometimes, you know, people in the realm of Christianity or other religions or whatever will say that it 
would have some effect on the existence of God. And for me, God doesn't, you know, the Bible doesn't say that aliens don't exist. Um, so in terms of my faith and that kind of stuff, I don't, I don't see there being any contradictions or issues. So I, I think it can go either way. Um, in terms of Area 51, I just think, I, I, I really believe that if they just let people write in, like there would be top secret stuff, but probably most of it is just, you know, security, like government stuff that maybe has nothing to even do with aliens or like it probably is just uh, a bunch of random stuff. Like I was laughing with my wife thinking it was going to be like, you know, if they got in there and and went, got to the very center, very 51, there would be like this little note and it just says the aliens aren't here. It's like the first castle of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> where the aliens, the aliens are in another the government facility. The princess is in another castle. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably like the government's just, part of some of them are probably just laughing like, oh yeah, the aliens and the aircraft and all that technology is actually in Canada or in S- South Dakota or something or like totally different area. Um, I don't think there's very much there that actually has to do with aliens. I just think, you know, it's just... Like you said, it's the secrecy of it all and people just wondering what could be. So. All right. Yep. Cool, cool. Great. Grand. I'll jump in. Going next. All right. So, speaking of non consequential, irrelevant transitions, um, there is. <laughs> yes, we did what? speak about that. Good segue. <laughs> Um, so as with every, uh, every video game, you know, you typically have some good music to go along with that video game. Uh, Mm -hmm. the soundtrack is a lot of what makes a video game really good. Um, you know, it, it, it stirs up emotions in, in the player. It you know, really helps to set the tone and set the stage for whatever game you're playing. I know in the early days of, like, you know, Atari and all that kind of stuff, um, but, um, you know, they they didn't really have very much music, but, you know, as the technology progressed, they were able to incorporate music and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I think, I think, video game soundtracks are an incredibly important part of telling a story, telling a narrative, um, and, and also creating emotional effect, just like they are in, in movies and in television and stuff like that. Um, so the, it just kind of popped into my head talking about, um, the idea of, of video game soundtracks, like, um, you know, for, for you guys who are big into video games or maybe, you know, just casuals, um, you know, what is your, your, your favorite video game soundtrack and, um, and, and why is it, is that the case? Um, so to me, a couple of, of big ones stand out. Um, first and foremost, you know, it's no secret. I'm a huge Zelda fan. Um, yep. I've absolutely loved the Legend of Zelda games since I was little, um, and obviously my favorite, um, Zelda game is Ocarina of Time. 
uh, came out in on the N64 in 1998, and the game was very revolutionary in terms of its 3D stylings and and also you know integrating new gameplay. But a big portion of that game was all about music. the 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 name of the game literally is centered around a musical instrument. Um, and it was, it was a major part of the gameplay of the game. Um, and, and just the, the, all of the, the soundtrack to that, to that game is just so recognizable and burned into my brain, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I just, anytime I, anytime I hear the little melodies, could, because each, each melody that you would learn throughout the game, um, actually did something to progress the game. Um, you know, like it would teleport you to a certain place or um, you could change the weather with it or change it from night to day or or stuff like that and it would pro- progress the game um, and, and change, you know, because you'd have to do certain things during the daytime or certain things at night or you'd have to teleport, you know, do fast travel, all that kind of stuff. And and a lot of those little melodies are just kind of burned into my into my brain, um, and and I absolutely love them, and and so um, actually the other day I was um, I introduced my wife to she absolutely loves dubstep, and so there's a dubstep version of um, Legend of Zelda music that's on Spotify. Um, and she absolutely loves it. And she likes the fact that, cause I can't stand dubstep. And so <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, we can actually listen to dubstep together because it's Zelda. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I absolutely love the music from that game. And then also the music from, um, all the halo games. Um, Ooh. they just, they just set the tone and it's just a brilliant style of like, very like um, ancient type music from like the, you know, the very Gregorian chant of the main theme, the oh, you know, kind of yep. stuff. Um, classic. But um, you know, between that and then like the the orchestral slash rock music type stuff that's in some of those games is just uh, it just very much sets that tone of that outer space type universe. So. What what are your guys' favorite video game soundtracks and and why? Well, along with you, Mark, uh, when you mention gaming soundtracks, like video game soundtracks, the immediate first one that popped in my head was Legend of Zelda. Um, I mean, I I grew up, you know, uh, Nintendo was my first video gaming system. I know we uh, many 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 episodes ago. Uh, quick plug for our video games episode where we talked about. I think like our beginning journey and video games and all that, that was many episodes ago. I don't even remember which one. But uh, Episode n- three. Episode three? Probably. Probably. That seems like a good guess. Uh, but Legend of Zelda was definitely one of the first games I played. I actually didn't get into the very first Zelda very much because I found the the lack of guidance and story kind of overwhelming. I did. I was just like, I need guidance, even at a young age. I, I wasn't one of those kids. I knew a lot of kids. Not I knew a lot of kids. I had heard of some kids that like used graph paper and wrote down a bunch of notes and all that stuff to know where all the bombs and the secrets were, but I was never one of those kids. But Zelda 2 
was actually a great game that my dad and I bonded to. Uh, he would he actually played most of it because it got really hard. I was only like seven or eight years old, and um, when he played it, I think somewhere around there, I was in single digits, and my dad got really addicted to it and really into it. And, uh, you know, so I would just watch him play and, uh, that just that music, you know, like you said, gets etched into your mind. Um, now of course with my dad, he didn't last very long, uh, over the whole scheme of things. Like that was the last Zelda game that he played because back in the day with Nintendo, it didn't have a very solid, like way to save. You had to hold down the reset button, then hit the power button while holding down the reset button and then let up the power button and then let off the reset button. And if you didn't do it long enough or the exact same way, the battery in the the battery in the uh, cartridge would short out and you would lose all your save information. And my oh, dad yeah. my dad got to the next to the last boss in Link in Zelda two and he lost everything. And that was mm. like the last time he seriously tried to play video games. Now what's funny is this past week I got my dad to sit down and play Zelda two with me. Like it was <laughs> r- r- really cool. Like we were nice. after he put, when he picked us up from, uh, you know, where we ate at Bob Evans, one of the things I talked to him about, I was like, dad, we have to play Zelda two, uh, you know, cause they had just recently gotten a, a Nintendo classic. And so like the whole family, my mom, my sister, my dad, like we just kind of traded the controller off and, uh, we got through the first castle together. Um, of course I was the one that had to do it being the only person in the room that like plays video games uh you know on a daily or weekly basis but uh that was such a special moment to get to do that with them and uh you know my dad played a lot of it and he was intrigued by it laughing we were laughing together about it but uh the soundtrack for that is so amazing i know that when uh what's the Wii one the one for Wii that came out um uh skyward sword skyward sword i know that one for a lot for some people who are zelda fans it's lower on their list but i really enjoyed uh, not just the game of Skyward Sword, but the soundtrack, the 25th anniversary where they broke out the the actual orchestra playing that mm-hmm. music. Like that is one of my favorite CDs or albums or whatever you want to call it, soundtracks. Uh, I love listening to that orchestral rendition of the iconic Zelda music from Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past, Skyward Sword, all of it. It's so uh, amazing. Um, the other one that I would mention, a more recent one that actually is connected to Halo is the God of War soundtrack. Uh, oh yes, man. Oh yes. The Nordic voices and the, the instruments they use. It's like, it just, ah, you just feel like you're there just based off the music alone. Like it's awesome, amazing music. Like just both, both Zelda and the God of War soundtrack is just like, it just screams adventure. Like you're just a part of something that is so huge and so epic. Uh, So those are the two that that came to mind for me. How about you, Patrick? Well, for me, um, like you you had said, the first one that came to mind uh, is God of War. Uh, Nice. uh, And I don't listen to music very often. The stuff that I listen to is more podcasts. Um, But when I do listen to music, it, it normally is video game soundtracks. Um, and the biggest one is that God of War. God of War from 2018 is is just so good. Like I have Amazon Music, and just that first song um, where you have that Nordic, you know, chant. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's so good. Like 
Like I'm not, I'm not, I, I can't say that I'm a music guy by any stretch of the imagination. I just like stuff that, you know, sounds good to me. And the God of War soundtrack is, is gotta be up there. It's one of the greatest video game soundtracks of all time. For sure. Um, Along that is also in 2018, the Red Dead Redemption 2 soundtrack. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. list, playing that game, it was uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 was one of the games that I played the most in, in all of my games I've played in my entire gaming career. Uh, Red Dead Redemption, I put in over a couple hundred hours of that game. And, and what really makes games is, is that soundtrack. If that soundtrack doesn't, if there's not not a good sound to uh, the game you're playing, it kind of gives it a little. It's it's kind of off putting. Um, but with Red Dead Redemption, I mean, they had like Willie Nelson in there, um, and it it's it was it's it's so good uh, from beginning to end. Um, especially, I mean, like if you if if you haven't listened to the Red Dead Redemption Two soundtrack yet, it just released uh, within the past week or two. Um, give it a listen; it is really good. It's something that you can just have on in the background um, as you're doing whatever, and you'll you'll feel like it's it's like one of those soundtracks where you're gonna feel at peace, if, hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's a it's it's very very soothing um soundtrack um and both of those it's crazy both of those came out in 2018 another one that i that i really liked was the uncharted uncharted soundtrack oh yes is totally thought of all that. In- so good yeah it's all instrumental and um just that opening theme that's just the theme alone really like sets the tone for that game yeah, um, definitely. I really enjoy that one. More adventure. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know how it goes. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yep. That's so good. exactly the way it goes. Exactly. Sounds- <laughs> <laughs> Just like it. I can't do it. But yeah, that sounds way better than I could do it. Uh, but yeah, that one. But my number one overall game soundtrack um, is the Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And, oh and, man! And you guys have played Vice City, I'm assuming. So um, good, yes, it's definitely. Set in the '80s, and there are so many great '80s songs out there from all different genres. So in, in, in Grand Theft Auto Vice City, like they had, there was like they had radio stations, like mm-hmm. what. When Grand Theft Auto 3 came out and then Vice City, I mean, they had radio stations where you had rock, you had rap, you had classical, um, but all the ones from Vice City were straight from the 80s. And the 80s, I mean, like, that is an era that is going to live on forever. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the, at the Grand Theft Auto Vice City soundtrack because I haven't played Vice City in... Shoot, it's got to be 15 years at least. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it came out maybe in 2002 or something like that. Yep, that's when um, I played it. Yeah, I mean, like, they have, like, uh, Two Live Crew, Run DMC, Grandmaster Flash, Hall and Oates, NXS, Michael Jackson, Yes, uh, The Outfield, Lionel Richie, um, what else? another Michael Jackson song, Cool in the Gang, it Twisted was, Sister, Motley Crue, Quiet Riot, The Cult, 
Iron Maiden. I mean, like they got was, so many bands. That's like impossible now to get that many like A list bands from the eighties in a video game. Right? It's crazy. It's it was so good. Um, and I you know, like, and I would play that game, and I would just drive around listening to the music on the radio. Yeah. Just doing nothing but driving around. But uh, yeah, that's that would be my number one video game soundtrack for sure. Good stuff. Cool. Nice, Indeed. Nice. So, Lucas. All right. Your topic, Bef- sir. Before I get in my topic, I totally forgot to mention uh, something very important. Now, I will say, with with my like visit to the U.S. and kind of touring around Indiana, West Virginia, and Ohio, um, one of the aspects of it that I kind of knew was going to be a focus, um, but this time around, for some reason, like I've totally gone all in on it, is just experiencing the food and drink of the U.S. Like there are just so many foods and so many drinks that I don't get in Brazil. I mean, not to you know, not to poo-poo on Brazilian food and Brazilian drinks. There are many that are there that I love and adore. Uh, so many good foods and stuff, but there's just some tastes and some flavors and some restaurants and everything here in the U S that is just like, I can, I just, I just have to do it every time I'm here. And, uh, as I mentioned, I went to Wendy's, got myself a spicy chicken sandwich, but I had a brand new experience, uh, actually today on the way to camp, uh, at the Wendy's, we, I encountered what I like to call the endless soda fountain. Like the the soda dispenser that has like every Coke product, every uh, Fanta product, every and, oh and freestyle machine, freestyle machine, and it has everything, and then it has every flavor of everything. Like I had mm-hmm. never ever seen such a pop soda pop machine in my life, and I was like, oh my gosh, where have you been all my life? Like I literally spent when I discovered what what it was all about. And for those, and probably most of you have used it before, but those that haven't, it's just a machine that is just one big, uh, it's just like a black uh, soda pop dispenser, a big, large black soda pop dispenser that has one spot for ice and drink in just one dispensing area and has a computer screen. And you just press a button to choose your flavor and it automatically changes it out, mixes it up and puts it in your cup. And like, when I discovered that I could try everything, every flavor combination, I spent at least 15 minutes there. Like before I even ate my food, <laughs> I spent 15 minutes there doing just like little shots of everything. Like I got, I literally was doing shots of pop. Like I got to the Cokes, I went through the Cokes, I went through the Fanas. Like Dave Thomas has his own brand of like, orange cream soda and berry root beer cream soda or something like there were all kinds of things that I tried and in that like trying different things uh there was barks of course so mark shout out to barks uh yeah, but buddy. but they but they had barks root beer but you could make it extra vanilla and mm-hmm. I I was yep. in love like barks it's already got vanilla in it cuz it's root beer but it was extra vanilla root beer it was amazing, and I realized when I drank it that I cannot live without the Barks Vanilla Root Beer for the rest of my life. I have to have it every chance I get. With that, let me segue to my question. What can't you live without 
in your life. Now, to make it a little easier to answer this question in this little discussion, we're going we're gonna to hit three different topics, and then at the very end, I'll give you time for honorable mention. And I have my own answers, so that'll give you time to think. But to start it out, I want to start with food or drink, food and or drink. What are What is the food or the drink that that when you think about it, like you cannot live without? Now, I, I started to think specifically, and I actually started thinking of like a number of things um, in my thought process of thinking about this, and I came to the realization that when it comes to food and drink, I cannot live without sugar. I need the sweetness. And so whether that is desserts, uh, whether that is uh, like sweet tea, like the, the commonality in all the foods that I find to be amazing, hamloaf even, the sweet sugar glaze that comes on top of it is sugar. So that is my food or drink. How about you guys? Um, for me, it's a uh, Mountain Dew. Mountain I, I have, Dew. I would say, do do. one a day. Are you serious? At least since when? Yeah, oh, I yeah, every, everything about Mountain Dew. I love, I love it. Like, when did that one a day start? Like, um, high school, middle school? It's it's always been there. It's I I don't I don't remember the day where I didn't have Mountain Dew. That's huh. how long I've been drinking it. That is crazy. That's some dedication <laughs> right there. Mountain Dew. For me, it would be Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. Yeah, mm. I saw that coming. That's good stuff. Sugar. Yep. Yeah. Sugar. Sweet thing. Like that. Ice Tissue coffee. Tissue boy. <laughs> I got I got the um the other day I got Shugs with a almost like like with a Z almost. Shugs. <laughs> What's up, Shugs? Nice. <laughs> um how about uh an object? What is an object that you could not live without? The object I thought of was a toilet. I cannot live without the toilet. And the reason I thought about that is like when I was thinking about objects you can't live without, I was like, what is something that I've been, that there have been times when I've, I couldn't access a toilet or access a place to, you know, use the bathroom, whatever, uh, and that I've suffered. And that's been like driving down the road, not finding a rest stop. Or just being someplace where, you know, waiting for uh, a bathroom stall to be available. Like, I cannot live without a toilet. So, how about for you guys? What is an object that you don't think you can live without? Um, I guess for me it would be, well, I guess they're kind of two objects hand in hand, if that makes sense. Um, soap One for each hand? Yes, one for each hand. Well, technically, you combine the hands when you to do it. To make a pancake? Yep, pancakes and waffles. Um, in fact, <laughs> it's important to do both. Um, <laughs> um, important to pancake and waffle, that is correct. Yes, so soap and water. Um, ah, yes. Mm-hmm. So y- y'all know my... You know, the situation with me and the OCD and the germophobia and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know if I what I would do if I didn't have, you know, soap and water unless I went to hand sanitizer. But that's apparently not near as, as effective. Um, so, yeah, for sure, soap and water. 
I I am right there with you, Mark. Um, <laughs> and so for me, like when I wake up in the morning, I take a shower mm. every every morning. If I don't take a shower, especially like when I'm camping and I don't take a shower, like first thing in the morning, my whole day is wrecked. Uh, like it's amen to that. It ruins the rest of the day. <laughs> that like is it's, so true. It's something I do every morning. Uh, and it, it, one, it wakes me up and two, I feel like I'm ready and clean for the rest of the day. Um, like some people take showers at night, you know, to get all the, you know, dirt and grime or whatever after, uh, out of, out of their system and all that stuff. But you know, like I have a desk job and all that stuff, so I don't get, uh, you know, sweaty. I don't get gross or anything like that, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I need a shower every morning. Man, that is such a good one because I cannot agree with you more. I'm the exact same way. If I do not get a shower in the morning, like it is so hard to start the day. Like I could drink 20 gallons of coffee. I could, you know, hang out with the greatest people in the world. But if I do not get a shower, the day is not going to be everything it can be. Like I got to get it. <laughs> you got to get it, man. Yep. And, you know, I yeah. live, being in Brazil, I live in a, in a, in a country where most of the people, they take showers at night. Like they get home after work and they take a shower and then that's the only, and then they get up the next day. They don't take a shower. Like there are so many people that come to church or I see at work or the grocery store and they got like bedhead and you can tell they have not taken a morning shower. And I judge them <laughs> because there's nothing like a morning shower. It just, and there's, there's times when I am like, if I'm go if I'm playing like softball and I am out, it's like a night game, you know, maybe 11 o'clock game, kind of like what, what Ronnie does with volleyball. You know, I will take a shower at night, but when I wake up in the morning, still I still got, take a shower. Still got to take a shower. Yeah, that's the thing yep. is there's nothing that can happen that negates the the morning shower. You just have to do it. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, the third one that I wanted to ask you guys, the third thing that you can't live without, quote unquote, can't is a guilty pleasure. What is a guilty pleasure that you have in life that you cannot live without? Now, when I was thinking about this, uh, I immediately thought of video games. But given that over the past few weeks, I have uh, I've, I've not played hardly any video games, I realized that I had to go a little broader. And the guilty pleasure that I can't go without is games in general. Like, I feel like because I haven't had access to video games, I've compensated by playing a ton of exploding kittens and every moment i get i'm like hey who wants to play a game anyone want to play a game hey let's not have awkward conversations about life let's play a game so for me my guilty pleasure is definitely games i just love how you know games can bring people together and it can kind of be an icebreaker it can give people something to focus on and then from that you can have conversation and kind of segue to other conversations and stuff so in general whether it's video games board games whatever i cannot live without those games how about you guys guilty pleasure hmm. guilty pleasure something yep. i feel bad about or guilty about well i guess it's not like like i kind of use guilty pleasure loosely like it's totally selfish or it's not necessarily a very i don't know like like it's like for me as an adult to tell people oh i love games it can sometimes be like socially unacceptable. It's like grow up, be an adult. So I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm I guess I would be the, in that boat. The outside pressure. Yeah, I guess I would be in that boat then. So definitely, 
Definitely video games for sure. I'm a copycat, but no worries. Going with that. <laughs> I mean, all, 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 most of us we have, you know, we enjoy games. But for me, like it's, yeah, I couldn't leave without it for sure. Patrick, you got anything comes to mind? <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't want to say video games as well, but I mean, like, <laughs> going back to camping for three days, and I come back on Sunday. And I played games for eight straight hours. And you were just like, ah, I feel so good. Because I needed to get it in because I missed it so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Totally understand. For sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. So are there any other things, like if someone said, you know, just randomly asked you, what can't you live without? Do you have any honorable mentions that you'd like to share? My My phone. Yeah. That would definitely be an object. But yeah. The phone. Superhero movies. Ooh, that's a good one. How about for... Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. Like, I I only go to the movie theaters pretty much to watch superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much why I go to the movies. Oh, speaking of that, I forgot to mention, I watched Spider-Man on Friday, and it was amazing. Yay! It was amazing. I like it. Yeah. Uh, it was spectacular. It was... I can't think of the other ones, but Splendid. The Splendid Spider-Man. Splendid. (laughs) Splendid. Shoot, I had one, and I just forgot it. Another thing that you guys said something, and it reminded me. Can't live without. What did you say? You said Marvel superheroes, and then not Marvel. You just said superhero movies. Superhero movies. movies. What did you say before that, Pat? Phone, my phone. Oh, your phone. Yes. Nope, I still forgot. Uh, the one thing I'm just going to move on from that. The one thing, (laughs) (laughs) the one thing my wife mentioned that I thought was a really good one and very like deep and yet so true is she said she can't live without laughter. Whoa. That's like so true. Like Mm. can't live without that laughter. It would be a good one near impossible. I definitely could not live without laughter. And I told her even that. You know, when she tells people why she married me, she says one of the reasons is uh, I make her laugh. And I'm like, that's so true. If if I didn't make you laugh, what would be left? And then there was a silence. <laughs> what would be left? <laughs> and then we laughed together at, about it. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, there you go. So, uh, awesome, awesome. you listeners, feel free to uh, reach out to us. Maybe find us on our Discord, find us on Twitter. What what can't you live without? Or what are your thoughts on Area 51? Or what animals and insects are you afraid of? Or what are your favorite video game soundtracks? We would love to hear from you, hear what you think about it. So real quick before we, before we close things out, we actually have, and I'm just going to pick some of the, the more quick fire ones. Speaking uh, of community. We're running out of time. Yeah, speaking of the community, for sure. Um, so, <laughs> he changed his name. Bernabe Butterteeth. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> what? That sounds yeah. disgusting. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't um, know. He says, cargo shorts, yes or no? So, Patrick, I feel like we kind of know the answer to this. Uh, Sure, why not? Okay. What's, what's wrong with cargo shorts? Resounding Remember? yes from me. You got extra pockets. Like, in this day and age when phones are getting bigger and flatter, 
you got to have big pockets to hold them. So, yeah, all about them cargo True shorts. Story. Yeah, I don't wear shorts that often, other than maybe like to bed. Like I'll wear like I have like pajama type shorts. Oh, I thought you were going to say you wore cargo shorts to bed. I'm like not cargo, <laughs> not cargo shorts. Do you, no. you like have 50 million tissues. You want to be ready to blow your nose, so you <laughs> wear cargo shorts. <laughs> fill them with tissues. Oh gosh, pocket three is down. Got to go to pocket five. Pocket three. <laughs> pocket three. <laughs> no, um. I guess I don't mind wearing cargo shorts, but I if I were to wear shorts, I wouldn't single out cargo shorts, I guess. Um, but I just don't wear them that often. I wear jeans. Uh, how, got, how about cargo pants that turn into cargo shorts when you zip around the kneecap? Yeah, I wore those when I was like in middle school, but other than that, what? no, I don't wear those. I had a pair of those babies in college. They were awesome. Nice. Those were genius. Pure genius. <laughs> I should have I should have bought like ten pairs of those pants slash shorts so I could always have them. You, it's like you know what? It's too hot. Let's unzip these. Now it's shorts. Zip zip uh-huh. shorts. And and then put these uh, shin pads into my cargo shorts. <laughs> exactly. You got plenty of pockets. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, uh, so next question uh, is from Corey Fouch. I mean, Smith. Hey, Corey Smith. Uh, yep. So he, Agent Smith. He says, uh, if you could, he asks, if you pick, could pick one car to have, what would it be? Of course, we know the answer to that question, Pat. 1969 Chevy Nova SS. There what? it is. I am it's so beautiful. surprised. It's like you've thought about it or something. Oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> um, I would want a Tesla, for sure. Those things are amazing. I love the technology aspect of it. And they're very, um, you know, cost-effective in terms of, um, you know, how much mileage you get out of them because of the battery and, you know, the electric car part of it. Um, and they're just really, I think they're really cool cars all around. So I would love to have that. Um, for me, just because it's the car I've driven around the most since visiting the U.S. because my father and mother-in-law have been so gracious in allowing us to use their vehicle, but a Subaru Outback. Um, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, it doesn't have to be the Subaru Outback, but that's the only car that I've driven since being back in the U.S. that has the most magical cruise control I've ever experienced in my life where Mm. it has cameras on the front and sides and literally not literally because it's not as much i think it i think tesla has this ability to drive itself so maybe i would want a tesla too um but it it almost can just drive itself like once you set the cruise control it has cameras that will keep track of what's in front of you and it will adjust its speed accordingly now sometimes that backfires when i get behind a car and i don't realize how slow they're going and i look at the speed and i'm like 10 below the speed limit and I have to like go to the, the left lane for the car to realize it can go fast again, and then it'll pick up and I'll pass the car. But uh, I just, that, just some of that technology, I, I want some of that. It's so good. All right. And finally, uh, the old Splig, a.k.a. Dopalicious, a.k.a. Mike Doherty on Twitter. Hey, Mikey. Uh, um, he asked, so he mentions that someone last episode 
sang a bit of, uh, I believe it was Summer Lovin' from Greece. That's right. Uh, in regards to summer. So it reminded me of my favorite cover song, uh, which is what he posted is a YouTube uh, link to a metal version of You're the One That I Want from from Greece. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh. Um, I have not listened to it yet, but I'm sure that would be quite interesting to hear. Yeah, um, definitely. And so his question is, do you have a favorite cover song, and does it top the original? Um, for me, I would have to say, um, one of my favorites is the Atari's version of Boys of Summer, um, which was done by Don Henley originally. Um, I love that, that version. I don't know if it's better than the original. I just like their take on it. Um, and then also the most recent, um, song that I think honestly tops the original is uh, Disturbed's version of the song Sound of Silence. That's so good. Yeah. Their rendition is so good. You're right. Um, it's just It just brings a whole new dimension to that song. I mean, it was already kind of, you know, Simon and Garfunkel's version of it is, is dark, but also very light at the same time because it's very folky. They're a very folky group. And Disturbed kind of brings their own, you know, even more darker take on it. And it just makes it sound a lot more epic. Um, so, yeah, that that definitely tops it for sure. Um, Patrick, you, you got a favorite cover song? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, just thinking, there's, there's uh, Nirvana did, so, did some uh, covers. Uh, I think uh, The Man Who Sold the World yep. uh, is one of my favorite too. songs of all time. Yep. And the, I mean, I've already said that before. Good one. Uh, but uh, Metallica's Turn the Page. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's Leagues. I mean, it, it, I think the first, I think the original was Bob Seger. Yep. Um, and Metallica's rendition is just it's so good. Mm-hmm. So much better than Bob Seger. Nothing to take away from Bob Seger, but Metallica is one of my favorite bands of all time, and they did such a good rendition of it. Yeah, absolutely. Lucas, how about you? Um, I'm sure. I, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I, I've, I feel like I've, there's been times where I've heard cover songs of older songs, and I kind of feel like, Sometimes modernizing it actually works out. Um, I try to, you know, keep to the the classic and the originals, but um, there are a number of them. But I, I'm blanking on them. But there is one that I remember again mentioning Simon and Garfunkel. Um, I like Michael W. Smith's cover of "Bridge Over Troubled Water." And uh, nice. I, I just I don't really care for the falsetto, good Simon and Garfunkel stuff that they do a lot in their music. Uh, their music's classic, mm-hmm. but. They just sometimes they sing a little too much, like you know, girls. Not that I have anything about you know anything wrong with girls singing, but you know what I mean. Now that you've climbed <laughs> out of that hole, yes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I dug it deeper. Twelve forty-five in the morning. That's all I got to say. Twelve forty-five in the morning. Awesome! Awesome! <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much to all of our community members. Uh, who posted questions or comments on the Discord and Twitter. Thank you so much. And also thank you to those who, unfortunately, we didn't get to read 
on the podcast. Um, we, we love you. We did. We love you. They did get read, but we are kind of pressed for time at the moment. So maybe next time. Um, so to close out um, our discussion on random stuff, um, I guess I'll transition into our uh, additions for this week's Good Morning Guys Morning Playlist. Um, and so as always, you can find the Good Morning Guys Morning Playlist on Spotify as well as the Apple Music app. Thank you so much, Bernabe, uh, for, for yeah, Mr. Buttertooth music side. Yep, <laughs> Buttertooth. <That's> so gross. <laughs> um, that that was but, me uh, eating corn on the cob the other day, man. I slathered that thing with so much butter and salt. It was amazing. <laughs> so, yes, I I could definitely agree that butter on corn on the cob is awesome. But anyway, and salt, and salt. Yes. Um, butter so salt our teeth this week. Wow. <laughs> Barnaby butter salt teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so our additions uh, this week are uh, the the 2018 God of War theme uh, from from Mr. Bear McCreary, the main title theme. Fantastic. Nice. Um, The the Halo theme from uh, Mr. Marty O'Donnell, who has done most of the Halo games. I don't think he's done all of them. I don't think he did Halo 5. And I don't... Maybe not Halo 4 either. I can't remember. Um, Because I think when they transitioned from Bungie to 343, he kind of pieced out. Um, But, um, so, yeah, those two songs. And then, since we had a bit of talk about uh, Aliens this week, um, I, I put in the song Aliens from Coldplay. Um, it's a pretty trippy but good song. Um, mm-hmm. and then my personal pick from our video game discussion again, uh, is the Gerudo Fortress slash Gerudo Valley music from Ocarina of Time. You you just it's so hard to listen to that song and not you know just want to jam out um, mm-hmm. because it's very Spanish. In, in tone and it's just it's just a real nice listen um, I, I absolutely love hearing that song all the time so I definitely encourage you to listen to it on the playlist um, and yeah so those are our additions for the week I hope they help you to get your good morning on fantastic well I think that's all for this randomness morning we have ever had in July of 2019 if mm-hmm. you, you yourself, enjoyed this discussion and hang with us, the good morning guys, we would appreciate some love by taking a few minutes to give us a positive but honest review and rating on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use that allows such written reviews and ratings. We have crossed 30 reviews into 30 reviews, so both Ronnie and now Patrick owe us a little something crazy. I think it should be Ronnie first, considering... Ten, rev- it be. 10 reviews ago, he was supposed to do something crazy. So, here's hoping. Mm-hmm. I'm not holding my breath because I would pass out and die, but <laughs> here's hoping he does something crazy. Uh, also, we do have a review from 
TTV Big G Red. Are you guys familiar with TTV Big G Red? They left Negative. us a, they left us a review. I don't know. On Thursday. And the title of their review is Excellent. That's the title of the review. The title of the review is not excellent. The title that they wrote was, quote unquote, excellent. Excellent! (laughs) They said, fantastic podcast where friends come together and chat about life, entertainment, and video games. Thank you for that short and sweet review, TTV, Big G Red. Thank you very much. Nice. Much appreciated. You're our favorite listener this week, and you have won (laughs) $1. It's in the mail. Keep checking. You you get five internets. Yes, five gold coins. Uh, But if you care to brighten our day just like TTV Big G Red did and also somehow help us reach a new audience, please take the time to rate and reviews. We would love it. Uh, If you have already done so, Thank you so much. You're the best. Now, if you just want to go the extra mile, grab that friend or family member's cell phone, find us on their podcast service of choice, subscribe, and leave a rating and review for them also. They will be eternally grateful. Uh, Also, remember, if you'd like to join in on future episodes or connect with us in our most lovely community, check out the show notes for our info. Check out our Discord server, free-to-use messaging board app that's filled with a wide range of dad jokes and heartfelt conversations. If Twitter's more your thing, our handle is at the GMG Podcast, or if you're feeling super adventurous, you can even call us at what number, Ronnie? That's what I thought. Well, just so you know, Ronnie snorted out. 929 GMG guys. Call in, leave a message, (laughs) ask a question, and you can join us on the show. It would be fantastic to have you. Beyond that, talk at you again next week on podcast services around the globe as we give our early impressions of 2019 and as we have crossed over into the second half of the year, whether it's about video games, movies, vacations, or embarrassing moments, we're going to share our early contenders for the best of the year 2019 so far. Alrighty then, Pat, Ronnie, Mark, and also you, our friends and family that also happen to be our listeners. Go get your good morning this week. And may God bless and guide your lives as you live and as you work and as you game. One, two, three, four. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. When your friends don't abandon you oh, like Ronnie did. That should be on our uh, or whatever Mark does. What is that thing you do? What should be on that list? That should be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> just put it straight on there and just rename it put to our theme on GMG there. theme song, Everything is Awesome. So we can get copyright <laughs> striked. Uh, now that we're at 30 reviews, I know what I'm going to do. Do you? But I'm not going to say it until Ronnie's on here because I want him to do his thing first. Exactly. Will yours inspire but his? August 9th 
is when I'm doing mine. August 9th. August 9th. So what happens if you do yours before Ronnie does his? Then he has to do two of them. Mm. I think you have to shave his head. Or he... (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it. Yes. I'll be more than happy to do it. Or his cats. Shave his cats. If... Well, he got a new cat. Did he? Now he has three? Yeah, that's why he's sick, probably. Why didn't he? He's allergic to cats why? like I'm allergic to camping. Why didn't he tell us? I feel like. Uh, because he was. He didn't even know where he was. Oh, that's <laughs> he didn't true. He did know what it's podcast like, he was on. We really, you guys really confused him with that nerdy Power Ranger talk. <laughs> we talked about Power Rangers for like 15 minutes. It really was. <laughs> it like, was a long 15 minutes for him, poor guy. <laughs> I was so excited about talking about Power Rangers like, for 15 go, go minutes. Go, go, Power Rangers. 